Everybody is not built like Meg the Stallion. Everybody don't look like Meg. Everybody can't get on social media and twerk like that. You know, some of us are modest, regular nine-to-fivers, you know, doing their thing, you know, making it look good in the struggle. You know, some of us have short hair. Some of us are big. Some of us, you know, walk with a limb. Some of us have other issues. But everybody's worthy to be loved. For a while, but I'm back. It's like a lyric to a bad rap song. I've been gone for about, I guess, nine, ten months, maybe a year. Can't keep count. Pandemic is just really just messed up everything. But I'm back to talk about the journey of mental health and my personal love letter to it. Um, want to start off by talking about some topics that are not related to mental health because I don't want to jump right into a topic because the topic is going to be very layered and it's going to be very in-depth. So right now, I just want to bring up two different things. Um, first thing first, I um, I got um, the first dose of the Moderna shot on Tuesday. And a lot of people know that I said I wasn't going to get the vaccine, but with the, the surge in the cases coming back up, um, I thought I needed to get it. Um, I had some side effects. My arm hurt. I was kind of dizzy. I was super tired. But other than that, I've been fine. No, no side effects or anything like that out of the ordinary. But I go back September 7th and I get the second dose of Moderna. And um, I want to bring up one quick little point that will be in a future episode. But I'm going to bring it up now. So. I can go back and reference it. Um, a lot of people have been giving Dr. Dre, a.k.a. Andre Young, um, a little bit of a hard time because he cut off his 38-year-old um, daughter, and she has taken to social media here lately, talking about her father's cut her off with four children. She's living in her car, surviving by, I think, delivery driving for um, different apps, and I think she says she works at Amazon or something of that nature. Um, I just want to ask the audience, when does parenting stop? Do you turn 18 years in one day and mom and dad give you a bus ticket and a breath mint and they say, go out there and be somebody? Really? Is that what we're doing? You know, I don't, you know, she said that he was supporting her as of last year, 2020, and he cut her off and she alleges her only means of communication had been through his team and things of that nature. I don't care what happened between them two. She's a daughter. She Yes, she's a parent of four. Dre is the father of, of four children himself. Um, your parents and your job never stop. I mean, you do things along the way and live and experience things, but as a parent, that job never stops. Yes, she should be working and all those things, and we don't know the dynamics of those things and all that. But social media was quick to jump on her neck, which I, I find horrible, because um, as a child who was estranged from their parents for almost 20 plus years, and we were able to reconnect again, I am grateful. I'm grateful that God woke me up every day and wakes me up now, today, that I'm still able to have a relationship with my mother. You know, my mother gives me stuff. She gave me an iPhone for my birthday. She, you know, has bought me groceries. She's taken me to lunch. She's, you know, bought me, you know, little gadgets and bought me dishes and things like that. So, again, with Andre Young and his daughter, I don't know the dynamics. I know what she said. He has yet to respond. He has other issues that he has going on, like the divorce settlement from Nicole. Um... But I just want to remind people, parenting never stops. You don't turn 18 years in one day and then it's just done. You parent the rest of your life. 
and all this. She needs to get a job. She has jobs. Do you know what the economic climate is in your country right now? Do you know? The homeless population, homeless women with children, single women that are homeless, single men, single families, families that are homeless. And you think at $15 an hour, you're going to be able to rent a $100 apartment in this city? You're not. I'm, I'm here to break it to you. Not. Not going to happen. You know, so I just think people need to, before they start throwing rocks at glass houses, they need to examine their situation. And I know there are a lot of us adult children who take care of our parents as well. You know, that job never stops. It took care of you. So if you're in a position to take care of your parents, I applaud you. But just remember, parenting never ends. You don't turn 18 years in one day and it's done. You know, you continuously do that all your life. You worry about your children, you know, whether they're 18 or 80. And that was just my little rant. I had to get off my chest because I felt a certain type of way because um, one of my topics in the future is going to be mental health and parenting. And I'm going to get into that, you know, in a future episode. So I just wanted to get that rant about Dr. Dre and just got off my chest. Right now, we're getting ready to get to the meat of what I'm here for and what I came back for. Mental health advocacy. I like to share my story, maybe to impact someone, change somebody's lives, give somebody a new whole mental concept on what mental health looks and sounds like. So without further ado, my topic today is mental health and dating. This is an interesting topic. A lot of people have asked me about it. I've thought about this topic since February. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's an interesting you know, topic to have because in, in the scheme of things of your life, everyone wants to be in a committed, loving relationship. Everybody wants to be loved and wanted, and you want to love, you want to be able to give love. But, you know, when you have a mental health diagnosis, sometimes that can be a little tough. You know, you already just have the stresses and pressures of being a male or female, living in society, working every day, doing that, supporting yourself, trying to get through the rigors of life, you know, your job, school, friends, and then add on wanting to date, wanting a companion. But then, and then add on to that, you may suffer from depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, any of those types of um, diagnoses. You know, it makes it kind of hard to date. And just in my experience, my limited dating experience, it's hard. It is, it's, it can be done. You can have a mental health issue and date and be successful and have a fulfilling and fruitful life. But my journey that I'm gonna share with you guys today has been tough. It has been hard. And when they say you're your own worst enemy, for me, I you know, I am the walking embodiment of that statement. Um, you know, when you're dating, it's, it's hard because you don't know when to tell someone you have a mental health illness. But what I have discovered and learned about myself in the past six months, you know, when you're dating and you have to communicate, that is the number one thing. And see, I'm a lousy communicator. I don't know how to talk to people. I guess you're saying, well, Adrian, you're doing a pretty good job right here on the podcast. Listen, I'm in a room by myself talking into this microphone. I'm not in front of another human being emoting. So with that said, communication is key. And then when you're communicating, when you're going out on dates and things of that nature, you need to kind of already have the foundation laid. Are you a pen pal? Is it a casual dating thing? Or are you looking for a commitment-based um, situation? And then you can ask questions and get a feel like you can say to a person, well, let me ask you this. What, when I say the word mental health, what do you think? 
and then they can give you their explanation of what they think, you know, if they have limited knowledge or if they have a vast, you know, amount of knowledge. They can tell you, you know, how they feel. And you can, maybe they can reciprocate and ask you, and then you can slowly, you know, divulge what you got going on. Don't, you don't have to go into a whole spiel automatically. You can just, you know, say, you know, I, I get depressed from time to time or I, you know, sometimes I get anxious in crowds or, you know, I have a phobia of heights or, you know, I, I'm scared of the dark, I have a nightlight or however you need to preface it to, to open up that dialogue with that person when you're dating. And always remember that once you tell them and you start talking, it's off with you. You can be relieved and the person that's receiving the information can do with it what they will. You know, it's on them if they want to interact with you, go out with you, continue to see you, or what have you. You know, you have stepped up and told them what you have going on without divulging your whole life story to them. Now, when you have mental health diagnoses, like I have, I have five different diagnoses. I have um, bipolar disorder, I have borderline personality, I have dissociative disorder, I have histrionic personality disorder, and I have anxiety. So it's not, like I said, again, it's not hard. It can be done. It can be done. But you have to do the work also. You have to, when you want to date, you have to be there for yourself in the beginning. You have to work through all the stuff that you have going on. And I just want to say this for the people in the back. Trauma is not compatibility, okay? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Shared trauma does not make you compatible with another person. It just doesn't. Now, I also wanna say I'm not a clinician, I'm not an MD, I'm not none of that. I just have, since 1976, I was six years old, eight years old, I have mental health issues. I had my first meltdown in the third grade. And here we are, 51 years old. So I know. But, you know, dating, you know, when you're ready to date or you throw out to the universe that you want to be with a man or you want to be with a woman, you've got to take care of yourself first. If you have a diagnosis, you've got to take the medication if you're prescribed medication. You've got to go to the therapist when they tell you to go to the therapist. Can't keep changing appointments over and over. You feel good for six weeks, can't quit taking the medicine, which has been my case my whole life. Can't do that and then still scream out to the universe, I want a man, I want a man, I want a man, when you're not whole. Because there's nothing that's more off-putting in a turn-off to a man or to a woman, somebody that's clingy and not got their, um, their shit together. It's not. I did somebody in Asheville for 10 years. I loved him. I loved him so much. I loved him more than myself, more than my grandmother, my mother, my sister, everything. When my father died and left me corpious amounts of money, I spent all my money on him. When I should have used the money, I should have saved it. I should have done the right thing with the money. You know, that was not, you know, bipolar disorder. I was in mania. I had all that money. I thought I was superhuman. You know, I'm buying this for my boyfriend, buying that, bought a car, but eating out all the time, or getting hotel rooms, or drinking liquor, and doing all these things. And in the midst of dating him, he fathered two children with someone else while I had three abortions. You know, it, it was just the, the low self-esteem. I didn't know myself. It was very toxic. It was destructive. And he told my mother at the end of our relationship, he was afraid to leave me. He didn't know what I would do to myself or to him. It's hurtful. And I look back on it and I'm like, wow. Again, a mental health issue that went unchecked. 
you just you you have to just learn to get some self-awareness and mindfulness you know you have to take care of yourself before you can embark on wanting to date you know when your self-esteem is low and you're saying that to the universe oh i'm ugly i'm fat i'm uneducated the universe is going to give you back exactly what you asked for and i have one the gamut of men that don't have jobs they married other things of that nature and my self-esteem not being what it should have been i was falling for it because i wanted a man but you know um i've learned and i've learned the hard way you know that's not going to work and that your sexuality is not your currency your body's not a trash can you know you cannot have sex with a man and think he's going to like you it's not going to happen because you never hear from them again they don't want to pursue anything with you and another thing i want to also say men don't want to be chased wasn't designed that's not the way you know the circle of life goes men are not supposed to be chased women are supposed to be chased men are supposed to be the chasers we're the chasees i could be wrong i'm willing to talk about it with anybody who wants to debate me or have an adult conversation about that but that's just how I see it. You know, that's just my, my opinion. You just have to do the work. You have to get yourself tough. You have to love yourself. You have to get up every day when things are bad, when things are good, and look in the mirror and say to yourself, deep breath, chest out, I can do this. I can do this. I am smart. I am beautiful. I am confident. I am intelligent. I can do this. I'm true to this. And, you, and, and then you can date somebody. And you can tell them, hey, you know, I, I've had this going, you know, in my past or whatever, um, you know, but these are the things I've been doing. If you want to say, uh, you know, I, I do this, I do that. I've, you know, been working. You know, you don't have to really divulge a whole lot. But if you just if you just take those small steps, the affirmations, working on your confidence, not using sex as currency, you know, um, overthinking of things. Again, in the beginning of the podcast, like I said, you need to know what you're looking for. Are you looking for something casual, something long term, a pen pal, a friend? And then based on how your conversation's going your communication level, then you share. You sh I don't want anyone to ever feel like I did those 10 years I was with that guy back in Asheville. I don't want anybody to go through that. Abortions are horrible. To be with somebody that you love, that they fathered other children, that's horrible. It's, it's you know, I, I, I look back on those days and you know, when you're learning to heal, you know, it hurts. Healing is not linear. You're going to go through all that stuff, all that good stuff, all that bad stuff. You're going to, you, it could hurt your self-esteem. So once you address it and you acknowledge it and you ask God for forgiveness and you move on and you try to do better, it, it gets easier. It's a part of your story. It's a part of the journey that you're on. And as of seven months ago, I was still making the same stupid mistakes. I wasn't taking the medicine, wasn't going to the doctor, you know, wanting to have sex, but wanting somebody to want me. And, and then you get a litany of characters, as I like to call them. Like one back here I met in February on a dating app. Conversation was good. I had worked on, you know, my conversation piece. They went to my Facebook page, and they saw all my mental health advocates, the elephant in the room. They saw the comedy, the, the improv. They saw all the pictures, all the people, and all that stuff. And they saw a picture of my um, world bipolar day. And they said, are you bipolar? It's not a way that you should ask somebody, because I feel like there are ways that you can ask a person about a thing. 
I lied and said no. Because he and I had never actually met face to face. We only communicated via the phone. So I was like, no. And then I got really offended when I thought about it. And then we communicated talking, which we shouldn't have. But we kept talking. Once he brought um, cunnilingus into the conversation, and those of you that know what cunnilingus means, it is oral sex. Google it. Okay. Once they brought that into conversation, I was like, this is a red flag. All this man wants to do is have sex. You know, and I was going to dumb it down, and I was going to go for it. But, you know, applauding myself, I didn't do it. I ended up, you know, changing my phone number, getting the new phone. Um, I haven't heard from him. Because he made a bet with me. He said, I bet I could get you to have oral sex. And I was, and I'm like... We're 50-year-old people. Who talks like that in their 50s? You're a grandparent. You, really? This is, what we, this is what we're doing? You talk to your mama like that? Really? Okay. So I haven't heard from him. So, um, you know, working on my self-esteem, you know, again, you want intimacy, you want a partner and all those things, but you got to do the work. And having trauma doesn't make it compatible. See, people that grew up in an emotionally abusive household do not need to date. You just don't. Because if that's the only commonality that you have, you're going to end up being emotionally abusive to each other. There's not no talk of healing going on. There's no talk of therapy, counseling, any of those things. And again, we in the African-American community don't want to talk about mental health. You know, that's why I and hundreds of other advocates all over the world, we're here. We're letting you know, you know, one in four people will have a mental health episode in their lifetime. One in four people. That's a small number. 25% of the population will have a mental health issue in his or her lifetime. Think about that. So, you know, when you, like I said, when you want a date, you know, you've got to define what it is that you want. You have to be able to have a good leading question. Don't divulge too much. You've got to do the work. If you've been diagnosed, you have to do the work. You have to work on the affirmations. You have to work on loving yourself. You have to work on just staying positive, just knowing that what there's someone out there for you that will accept you. Because a lot of people are not. You know, when you go on dates, you're having coffee and talking to guys or girls or what have you, you're going to encounter people. They're just not going to be for it. Man, I, I, I'd rather not. And that's okay. They have that right. And you, being the strong, mindful, self-aware human that you are, you have the right to pick yourself up and try it again. You know, we hear about ghosting. That's a term that just freaks me out. One minute you're talking to somebody, the next minute you'll never hear from them again. You know, and, you know, people talk about, I want closure, I want closure, I want closure. Just because you're thirsty doesn't mean you got to drink the poison. If a person ghosts you, you know, you say, bye, Casper, deuces, peace. Keep it moving. Don't, don't go back and drink the poison because you're thirsty. Please. Don't make the mistakes I've made. I went through that, so you don't have to go through that. You know, just I just I just always implore people, be mindful. Just be mindful. You know, and, and for the women, the young women that are out there, you know, that you know, suffer with self-esteem issues or they think they're not pretty enough or they think they're not their hair's not long enough or they're not, you know, fair skinned enough. Um 
don't, don't, don't believe social media. Don't fall into those traps. You know, someone's going to love your shape, you know, shaved head like mine. If you're overweight, somebody's going to like all your tummy. You know, someone is out there. Don't ever, ladies and fellas, don't dumb it down by having sex with somebody. Don't encounter this body count. I mean, people have them. I mean, I get that. I have one. But don't, because you want to be loved, you know, give yourself away, make your body a trash can. Because it's, it's, not, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. And again, this is hard, but you have to do the work. I can't stress enough to you. You have to do the work. You know, if you have more than two weeks of a depressive episode, you need to reach out to somebody. Talk to them. You know, just tell somebody how you feel. Someone that you trust. Someone that you know you can go to and talk to them. And you can say how you feel without them going back to the barbecue telling everybody. Well, you know, Adrian came to me and talked about she's depressed and she can't get out of bed and she don't shower. Man, I knew something was wrong with her anyway. I knew something was wrong with that girl. Ain't nobody, nobody trying to mess with that girl. You better leave her alone. She crazy. Who does that help? Nobody. Nobody. That's why so many African Americans, that's why they sit and they suffer in silence. And then we have outbursts. Then everybody wants to talk about crazy. We've held it in for so long that when we have those outbursts or these meltdowns, you know, which they can be impactful and they can be learning tools. But if you do have one, don't unpack and live there. <coughs> don't let five minutes ruin five years. You know what I'm saying? Don't let a five-minute meltdown ruin the next five years of your life. You know, that's why I encourage people, you know, call your local 211-311s. You know, Google, you know, mental health advocacy in your city, in your town, wherever, and get help and start doing that work and, and loving yourself and eating the good foods. Now, I'm not saying we can't eat pizza and cookies, but we can't eat pizza and cookies all day. That can't be the universal diet. So you got to drink some water, eat some vegetables, some fruits, get some sunlight, talk to ourselves, you know, believe in ourselves, trust the universe. And when you're ready to get out there in a dating game, it's like a plant. It's like you get a plant and you weed and you prune at all the dead leaves. That's how you kind of, I look at it when I'm trying to date and meet guys. You know, if the first thing out your mouth is something about my anatomy or something to that effect, then I could kind of know, oh, this ain't going far, you know. I'll just, you know, and I'm bad for this. I'll ghost them. I won't say anything else. Because I feel like you talk to your mama like that, you know. And, and again, I'm, I'm a bad communicator. But I've been working on how to talk to people. Well, how to talk to myself, first off. Because if I know how to talk to myself, I will know how to talk to other people. You know what I'm saying? I know that I can be able to say things in a fashion where I'm respectful, I'm kind, you know, I'm open, and I'm just setting my boundary with you. You know, you just, um, it's hard. I haven't had a boyfriend since 2008. And I guess y'all saying, I know she ain't got the nerve to get on the podcast talking about dating. Well, I am. I'm here, and I'm doing it. Meow. You know, I've only had two boyfriends my whole life. One was an asshole. Well, one was an asshole for 10 years, and one I dated for 18 months. But my self-esteem had been so low, my mental health had been in waves, that I thought I could replicate other people I was hanging out with. Hanging out with girls that had indiscriminate sex, and Guys like them and, you know, and guys talk to them and go out with them and they have sex or whatever. I'm like, well, let me try that. No, 
doesn't work for me. And, and it was just God and universe telling me, you know, Michelle, you've got to work in yourself first. You can't be out here giving your body to other people, you know, and you haven't done any work for yourself. You have to be, you have to just be very, you know, self-aware and get real with yourself. Like I said, dating is hard. But it can be done with a mental health issue. You can do it. I'm telling you. I'm here to tell you. You know, um, I have, sh as they say, shoot your shot so many times and been so let down. So there was a time when I would accept anything that any man said to me. You know, you see him on the corner saying stuff to you. I'm like, well, I guess this is all I can get. But then I have to go back in my reference deck of my mind. But if I've been saying I'm ugly and I'm fat and I'm stupid, then that's all I'm going to get. But if I'm flying and I'm dope and I'm awesome and I'm killing them out here, somebody that's fly dope and awesome is going to come around and want to haul them. And I just have to be prepared. And I want my listeners and the viewers on this live, I want y'all to be prepared. You know, we... Everybody is not built like Meg the Stallion. Everybody don't look like Meg. Everybody can't get on the social medias and twerk like that. You know, some of us are modest, regular nine to fivers, you know, doing their thing, you know, making it look good in the struggle. You know, some of us have short hair, some of us are big, some of us, you know, walk with a limb, some of us have other issues. But everybody's worthy to be loved. But you have to love yourself first. You have to. That, that is the most important thing. If don't nobody get nothing from this podcast today, I and my listeners and my viewers and my fans, you got to love yourself. You got to. That is the foundation. You have to love yourself. You have to. And you have to believe in who you are. And when you go on dates, it is like a job interview. You know, you're trying to gather data and see if you're compatible. You know, I, I don't want, I don't need references and I don't need your work history and all your body count and all that. But I just want to talk to you. Do you like documentaries? Do you like Mexican food? Um, what are you looking for in a relationship? Is this the booty call? Or am I going to meet your family? Um, do you like to go out? You a homebody. Do you read? Oh, what do you read? Fiction, nonfiction? You know, um, you're allergic to peanuts. I can't make you peanut butter cookies. I like peanut butter, by the way. You know, just types of things. It is like a job interview. And you just have to kind of weed out all kind of applicants. You know, you're an independent contractor. And you out here, you just got to do it. If that's what you want. Now, again, on the other side of that coin, there are a lot of people that are single, that live fruitful, happy lives. You don't want that headache. But I'm not that chick. I'm looking for someone but not actively, because I have to get myself together. I have to do some work. I've got to, um, I go to my psychiatrist tomorrow morning. I've got to get new prescription meds. I have got to say daily aff affirmations to myself. And when things don't go the way that I'm supposed to think they're supposed to go, I can't be discouraged. I have to just keep it moving. You know, I I talk about my friend Madaya alone. You know, and that's a that's a morbid thought, but I, I mean I do. I'm 51 and I'm single. But God has given me time to get myself together. God has given me all this time. He's given me all this gap of time for lots of reasons. You know, again, mental health, you know, it's fluctuated. I've never kept it in check like I should have. 
of alienated people, of lost friends. I've been on this podcast and talked horribly about people. God's not going to give you the desires of your heart if you talk crazy. He's just not. That's my opinion. Again, it's my opinion. You just got to do the work on yourself. And then when you're attacked and you think that you're ready, then you go out there and get on a single dating site and you go out to the brunches or ask your friends that have been single friends and, and go, go out by yourself. I'm getting ready to tell the people in the back, there's a level of freedom when you can go out to the mall and to the movies and to Ruth Chris by yourself. It's a level of freedom. You have to have some, a little bit of a self-esteem to do that because we as a society have been so conditioned, you have to have somebody that when you go out by yourself, people think you're an oddity, but you're not. Whenever you go out by yourself and do those activities, you are flexing your muscles, honey. You are flexing your dopeness. You're letting them know. Hey, I'm here. I'm going to sit at this table. I'm going to order this glass of rosé. I'm going to eat this porterhouse. And then when I'm done, I'm going to get my to-go box and I'm going to go home. I'm going to go see Space Jam 2 by myself. In the theater, we'll tell a popcorn that's $90. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. These are things that build your confidence. And then when you're ready, go on the date naps. Now, when you go on the date naps, you're going to run into all kinds. Now, when you post your picture, post a full body. Don't, don't post that chin up. Let them see. On my dating profile, I post a picture from my Comedy Zone Comedy Class graduation. It's a full body picture. I'm in a jumpsuit. I'm fly. That's a fly jumpsuit. I was fly. You know, and all men can say is, look at your hips and all this. Really? I like to read. I know how to read. I like James Patterson novels. I like blue cheese on everything. I sleep on a nightlight. I'm left-handed. I live in a South Park area. You know, ask me something about me. Damn. Ugh. So you just have the people have to weed through. And sometimes you may talk to somebody for a while, and you might get ghosted. And it could be for lots of reasons. But I'm going to go back to this. Just because you're thirsty don't mean you got to drink the poison. Just let it go. Chalk it up as an experience and move on. And if you have to take notes each time you meet somebody, then you can just weed out things and you can just weed them out and figure out. You know, but don't make it your occupation. For so long, I've made wanting a man an occupation. It was like a damn job for me. And everything else went to hell. I didn't exercise. I ate all the time. I was on, you know, these dating apps, spending money, memberships, wasting money. No. You could go to the park and walk and meet your husband. And walking in the park is free. It, would, it is. You can meet them in the grocery store, the post office, the bank, church, wherever. You can meet them. But don't get up every day. Today's the day I'm going to find my man. No. You know what I've started doing that's been helping me a lot, giving me levels of freedom? I pray in my car every morning before I go to work and when I come home. I pray and ask God for traveling mercies. I pray and I ask for peace. I ask for forgiveness. I ask for understanding. I ask for patience. I ask for those things. 
I cry a lot in my car when I pray because I just, I want God to hear it. I'm sincere. I'm tired. I don't want to sleep with nobody else's man, no one else's husband. I'm not, you know, second fiddle because your fiance won't perform fellatio. You want to call me because I will. I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to change. I want to level up. You know, I don't want to do those things anymore. I pray and I ask for peace and forgiveness and understanding and patience. I have to do the work or else it's not going to happen. And you have to believe that he or she is out there. But you just have to do the work. You can't just jump into this thing all willy-nilly just crying so much you want a man. Because I did that for so many years, and I thought I was supposed to have a man on principle just because. I thought that me and the guy in Asheville that was with for 10 years, I thought we were going to be together, and we were going to live in Arden, North Carolina. We were going to have dogs in this house, this brick rancher-style house. We were going to be together. We were going to have kids. You know, he was going to have this job. I was going to teach her. He was going to work at Wilson Art Factory. I just, I just pictured it. And I was let down. I was hurt. And then self-esteem flows. Someone leaves you. They cheat on you. Then I just started the, the sexual inappropriateness. Sleeping around, all that. You know, and that's not good. You, 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 again, I've had all STDs except for herpes, and I've, I don't have um, HIV. I'm real transparent with you all, because you all need to know. I have made every dating blunder that can be made. And I want people that are listening or watching, I don't want you to go through those things. I don't care if you're 18 or 80. You don't have to go through that. But if you want to date and you want to throw your hat in the ring, you got to do the work. I'm talking about drinking the water, taking the meds, going to your appointments, don't cancel them. When things get tough, get in the car, commuting, cry, pray. Talk nice to yourself. I like to think of it as an overcomplicated houseplant with emotions. You have to water it, feed it, talk to it, you know, move it around some, you know, get to prune all the dead leaves off of you. You have to do those things. You really, really do. And then I know you're saying, well, Adrian, if I do those things and I don't meet anybody, then what? You, then you would have missed the whole picture. Because, because you didn't realize that you worked on yourself, that you've got yourself beautiful. It's, it's not about having a man or a woman. It's just, it's, it's nice. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Those things are nice. And we would all like to have them. I don't care who you are. I don't care. You can say, I don't want a man, I don't need a man. Oh, you want one. You just haven't gotten real to yourself and done the work to get out of that rut and that mindset that you have created thinking that you don't need one. And don't let print media, social media, tell you that people with mental health issues are crazy. I know we've all seen the Joker, and everybody has their, their take on it and everything. And a lot of times I think I am the Joker as far as the, the personality disorders that he had, because I have those, you know. Um, but everybody's still worthy to be loved and to be held and kissed and talked nicely to and flowers sent to all that. You just got to work on yourself. Because if you don't, then it's all moot. 
You know, I've only had two boyfriends, multiple sexual partners. You know, I cringe when I think about it, but I'm able to talk about it because I want to see young girls go through what I went through. You know, missed opportunities with guys. You can't copy and eat off of somebody else's plate while your food's getting cold. You can't copy what your roommates do. You know, you mad, oh, well, she's so pretty, and all my roommates are pretty, and I'm ugly, and I'm going to try to do what she does. Don't do that. You know, it makes me think about times when I was with my friends back in Nashville, and, and we're hanging out, and guys told me I was ugly and stuff like that. And, and, and maybe to them I was, because they liked a different type of woman, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've learned in the past six, seven months, everybody has a type, and everybody's entitled to like their type. I can't be mad because I'm not your type. I can't be mad at you. I can't get on the podcast and talk about you because you don't like me. Because when it boils down is to, well, you don't like yourself. Sorry about that. It's a hell of a concept. And I was at dinner um, Friday night with a friend of mine, and we just talked about that. Just got to do the work. And for someone like me, you know, online dating was good because I'm not a good communicator. I don't talk well. Um, I don't communicate with people well. So, you know, online dating was good. But it can also diminish your self-esteem. And it cuts down, again, communication and your self-esteem. And then you fall into that trap you know, just sleeping around with people or, or watching a lot of porn and things of that nature. You just have to write it down, what you want. God will give you the desires of your heart if you ask him. He will. I'm, I'm an embodiment. You know, all the times when I wasn't taking my medication, when I was in mania, I always asked God to kill me. I don't want to live. I can't do this anymore. But I have, since those days, he has allowed to give me breath to wake up every day. So I have purpose. I can say that. I have purpose. And, and, I'm, and I'm kind of living my purpose right now because I'm here doing this podcast to share this with you. I have purpose, and you do too. Whoever's in the sound of my voice or watching this on Facebook, you have purpose. You just have to do the work. You have to be self-aware of your words. Because after my dinner conversation with a friend of mine Friday night, words have power. Words have the power to kill. Because you can say a thing and somebody can go back here and shoot somebody. That's power. And just those words. Words can hurt. Words can delight. So be careful what you say because you'll get it. I promise you. I'm in embodiment. All the negativity that I've said to myself for the past 40 some odd years, honey, I've lived it. Lived it. Not no more. You know, I got a good job. I, I live in a, in a nice place. I have an automobile. I, I'm, I have water. I'm, I'm in my cognizant mind. I, I'm winning. Well, I'd like to have a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I'm due. But I got to do the work. Like tomorrow, I didn't go to therapy. I can't cancel it. It could be six months before I could see her again. No. I need me medication. I have to change my diet. Um, I have to tell the universe what I want. I have to pray to God for peace to get it. You know, it's about manifestation. 
and I, and I believe that now. I didn't used to, but I believe, you know, that if I tell the universe a thing and I keep telling it and I keep trying to do the work, it's going to be a struggle. I talk like it's easy, but I'm talking now into this microphone and I'm talking to the universe. So it's going to eventually, it's going to, it's going to come together. It might be like throwing putt up against the tree, but it's going to come together because they got no choice. Because like I said, I'm a person who will go out by themselves. You know, my 49th birthday, I went out and had dinner by myself. So I'm not afraid. I just get in my head too much. And I'm going to say this right now. Overthinking will break your heart. You will break your own heart overthinking a thing. Because if you keep saying that you're ugly and that you're fat and you're stupid, you're going to get it. And God's not going to move. The universe's not going to move. God's going to weep. You know, I, I realize God loves me because he's given me so many chances to get this thing right. You know, I quit doing the podcast for six months. You know, I quit doing comedy because I, I, I lied and I hurt somebody that I truly respected and cared about as a fellow comedian, as a human. You know, um, my words have power. I humiliated another human being on the podcast. Words hurt. I have to be mindful of what I say, who I say it to, and how I say it. I don't want to hurt nobody no more. I don't want to, especially me, because I am my own worst enemy. That's why I slept around, slept with married men, slept with engaged men, young men, slept with men for money, all that foolishness. Don't do that. If you have a mental health issue, if you have low self-esteem, if you're depressed, if you have anxiety, bipolar, whatever city you're in, Google your 211 and find resources. Talk to somebody. Write it down. Get it out of you. Because sex is not love. Sleeping around, that's not love. It's not. It's not. You got to love yourself enough. In the past six months, it's been hard. The last time I had a physical encounter was New Year's Eve. And I haven't had one since. Now, God will test you to see if you're stupid. God has a sense of humor because there's sometimes I want to make a stupid decision. I can feel the wind off of Jesus' sandal hit me in the back of my neck. Like, is he going to do this again? I had somebody DM me a week ago. Bro, you engaged. I need you to let that go. I need you to work on getting married. Leave me alone. Focus on your life with your fiance. Don't do that. It's not worth it. You know, when you're lonely or things of that nature, you want intimacy. Amazon has um, adult toys. I know people that sell adult toys. Just message me. I can hook you up and get you to them, and they can show you their business page of adult toys. We don't have to use our bodies as trash cans anymore. We don't. I have done it for so long that I just, I think about all the people I've slept with and why I slept with them. And, and sometimes I cringe, I cry, I laugh. You know, and then I'm on social media, I see people back home that are dating in relationships. And like this one person who shall remain nameless, I had, um, as I say, sh try to shoot my shot. They're dating a friend of a friend now. And I was like, oh, they're so cute together. And then uh, there's something the devil got inside me. You want to say something. Why? Why would I do that? I'm happy for them. But he turned you down. Okay, he was supposed to. It was written in the cards somewhere. Somewhere there are cue cards, and the universe has my cue cards, and that was not supposed to happen. Can be vengeful in dating or trying to date? Are you mad because somebody that you liked 
when you was in the, in the seventh grade, don't like you, and you see them on social media all happy, and here you come with your bitter ass. Girl, sit down. Adrian, you don't sit down with that bullshit. Please sit down and have several seats. And then, you know, you just have to, again, I can't stress enough, you got to do the work. You got to drink the water. You got to, you know, talk to your therapist, take the meds, do all those things to get ready. Be prepared. You know, everybody clowns Sierra, and look who she married to, Russell Wilson. They have three children. I saw them on social media, heavy. She prays for peace. Patience. And that's what I'm praying for. I'm not praying, oh, God, send me a man. Because he'll send you a man. He'll send you old raggedy, old dirty-ass thing. Because you haven't been specific. Again, God will give you the desires of your heart, but you have to tell him. It's like when I go to Blaze Pizza, I tell you specifically what I want on my pizza. I want a cauliflower crust. I want pesto, I want sausage, chicken, bacon, artichokes, olives, spinach, balsamic drizzle, barbecue drizzle, and olive oil. You can't get no specifics. When you pray, if you want a man, you want someone that's going to be caring and understanding, commonalities, you like to do things together, you have a bit of a yin and a yang concept, but in the midst of you asking for all that, you got to get out here and pray for peace and understanding and forgiveness and get me in the right mindset. Let me be prepared. Of course, there's going to be some clowns to come around. The circus comes to town all the time. You just got to know. And ladies, don't, or men, don't get nobody. I think you're going to change them. People change because they want to. I change because I want to and I need to. I'm on the downward spiral and it's going fast. You have to remove yourself in some situations and, and being by yourself is the best thing. Because right now, I don't have to cook for nobody, I don't have to clean, I don't have to wear underwear. What else did I got in Asheville? I washed clothes, I did all that. And he still left me with he still left me. And he fathered two children, somebody else. Still left me. So you can be the baddest bitch and still get put down. So, you know, there's that. But you just have to be mindful. And you have to be self-aware. You know, and, and all my friends are pretty. And, I'm, and I always used to be like, oh, they're so pretty. They're so pretty. And I'm ugly. I'm not ugly. Newsflash, Asia Michelle Freeman is not ugly. And if somebody wants to get on social media and say something about it, come see me. I may not be your type. Oh, but I'm a type, honey. I'm kind of fly. Ask about me. Have I just let myself go in the past several years? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, you're 300 pounds. That's not cute. You can't walk. You have autoimmune disorders. You have rheumatoid arthritis. They want to test you for lupus. They, you know, you, you know, you got all these health issues. Yeah, I let myself go a lot. But I'm on the upswing. I have to be, and I have to stay positive, I have to stay focused, I have to do the work. Because I do want to date, but I know there are things I have to do in order to put myself in that position to do that. I have to be mentally tough, you know, because your brain is like any other organ. If you just don't use it, you're going to lose it. It's just going to sit there and seep and get poisoned. You're going to be bitter and toxic. And you ain't going to have no friends. I have two friends 
and one of them is my mama, and the other one, they know who they are. Two. I have two friends. Now, if you go on my Facebook account, I got 1,334. You go to my Instagram, I got 1,014. If you go to the elephant in the room on Instagram, I have 382. But when I go home at night and I lay down, I have myself. I have me. When I wake up in the morning, I got me. And that's where it all starts. That's where it all ends. It's me. Good old A.V. Michelle. I'm not mad at anybody anymore. I'm embarrassed. I'm mortified. Um, all I can say, my behaviors unchecked with men, inappropriateness, hurt people, hurt people. And, and you just can't do that anymore. If you want a different outcome, you got to do something different. You know, um, the best apology is to change behavior. That's why every time I get in that Camry, I cry and I pray. I cry and I pray. Would I like for my friends to come back? I would. Will they? No. And that's okay. No, no, no. Let me tell you with that. That's okay. Because I showed them a side of myself that was so ugly. People don't give you second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chances. You do, you do somebody dirty or wrong, and they're like, oh, I'm out. They checked out. Well, so whatever. Like, they, like someone told me, I want you to win. That's not with me. And I felt that. Do I share my social media? Oh, yeah. Do I like their stuff? Yeah. But just know I can't rock with them. Do I support what they do? Oh, yeah. I, I share their stuff and everything. Because there's a part of me deep down that would like to go back. But then again, I know that I can't because of my behaviors. I have to change my behaviors. And if you do something different, you'll get a different result. That's why when people talk about failure, I'm learning to lean into the failures that I've had with relationships, not just romantically, but personally, especially per with myself. I have learned to lean into the failures. You know, I, again, I can't say what I want to about people without a consequence. Um, can't lie on people, get sued for that. It's called defamation. So you feel slighted, or you think you feel slighted, you need to be a big girl, a big boy, and have a conversation. Reach up to that person and say, hey, can we talk for a minute? And you can say this, that, and the third, and then they can say what they need to say, and then you say what you need to say, and have an honest conversation. I wish I could have done that two years ago. I really could wish I could go back in time and fix everything, but I can't. I have to move forward, and with new people I encounter, I have to learn what's worth saying and what's not. And some things you just have to write down and then just burn it and keep it moving. But when you feel down about yourself and you feel you're lonely or you or whatever, just, just look in the mirror and say, I am special. I am worthy to be loved. I am okay. Just do that a couple of times. Or every day in the mirror, put sticky notes on the window. You are awesome. You are funny. You can do this. It's okay. And like I said, it's okay not to be okay. But don't unpack and live there. Don't let five minutes ruin next five years. 
you know, there's a college school year coming up, intern freshmen, A&T, had their move-in day yesterday. Shout out to NC A&T, you know, just uh, shout out to the intern freshmen high schools and all the kids going back and everything. You know, young girls, the pressure of social media, all the videos made, Cardi, Salty, all these chicks, whatever her name is, Swatty, Salty, whatever her name is, that girl with the Happy Meal at McDonald's. Don't let their looks and everything fool you. They struggle with the same things. They struggle the same way. Halle Berry has talked about her struggles. Halle's beautiful, one of the most beautiful women in the world. And she struggles and talks about her relationships with men. So everybody's got a relationship story, a hardship, a, a situation. But if a guy tells you that you're ugly, don't let that deter you. Don't turn around and try to sleep with his friends into tricking, tricking and making you think that he likes you. Don't do that. Your body's not a trash can. Just remember that. Just look in the mirror and just know that you don't. You fly. Find that one thing about you that you're good at and you rock with it. There's a million dollars out there. You just got to go get it. This has been the elephant in the room. I am the Asia Michelle Freeman, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. And I am on Facebook. I am the Asia Michelle Freeman. I am on Instagram as the Asia Michelle Freeman, and I am the elephant in the room on Instagram. The address is adrianfreeman122 at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your week. Bye.